Hello, everybody, and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. I'm so glad everybody could make it on tonight. We've got a great show going on. Uh, Rick and I were just talking about, well, we were before he just left, but Rick and I were just talking about uh, the evil eye and what it means and what goes on with the evil eye. Um, James, man, it's good to see you on here, brother. And, uh, you know, we don't know if a lot of people have ever heard of the evil eye, but here in Texas, it's pretty. It's a pretty prominent thing. A lot of people do uh, hear about the evil eye. They do uh, fear the evil eye. And it is something that does go out a lot to or happens to a lot of people, and they need to be cured by this thing. So, yeah, this is uh, definitely an issue when uh, you're talking about a lot of uh, the Hispanic culture and South Texas culture. And, and things of that nature so yeah i mean this evil eye is something crazy and uh we've got james in here james hello it's great to see you and uh we have uh uh good evening you all coming up over here and i want to say welcome everybody we appreciate you showing up and uh we have we have a good show and this is going to be pretty neat but i guess while rick is gone and trying to log back in because i don't see him anywhere on here. We are going to go over some of the deals or some of the stuff that deals with the evil eye. So let's do this. The evil eye is a specific type of magical curse. It is believed to cause harm, illness, and even death. The evil eye is a specific type of magical, uh, I guess it's like, a, it's almost a spell. But it's a spell that happens as well when people don't know they're actually giving it. So that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, you don't realize that you're doing this to somebody, but you are. Um, everyone gets a dirty look now and then, and we usually think little of it, especially if we deserve it. For most of us, it's soon shrugged off, but in many places, uh, belief in the evil eye is taken very seriously and requires immediate action to avoid harm. The evil eye is a human look believed to cause harm to someone or something. The supernatural supernatural harm may come in the form of minor misfortunes or serious disease, injury, even death. Folklorist Alan Dundas in this in his edited volume, The Evil Eye, a case that notes that the victim's good fortune, good health, and good looks, or unguarded comments about them invite or provoke an attack by someone with the evil eye symptoms of this illness caused by the evil eye include loss of appetite excessive yawning hiccups vomiting and fever which i can tell you i've <laughs> i've had that especially when this took place and i'm gonna tell you a little story which is kind of crazy um if the object attack is a cow its milk may dry up if a plant or fruit tree, it may suddenly wither and die. So this is just the start of the evil eye. And we have Rick back. Oh, thank God, dude, I thought you left me. <laughs> I I have no idea, Eddie. What's I, I don't know. I don't know. Lost in space. Lost in space. Uh, Something. Hey, we got Sue on here. Look at that, Rick. Hey, Sue, how you doing? And then we got Darren. Uh, we've got uh, James, got uh, Michelle. We've got uh, Sonia. Sonia's on here, too. And uh, James doing, says, Sonia? it's a first for me. Explain for everyone where I'm from. We get this. We get the stink eye from old ladies. So James is actually who's in the chat right now james is from louisiana he's a coon ass and uh <laughs> cajun you know one of them gator hunters you know yeah where you jump over there and he he wrestles alligators and snakes gator and got stuff your granny. Chomp, chomp. yeah <laughs> so where he's from they deal in a lot of voodoo so over there the evil eye what we call here or in the hispanic culture el mal de ojo is actually the stank eye from the voodoo priestess or people who practice black magic or uh, voodooism. Uh, Sonia, I guess what? I have your uh, 
your track. I'm going to be playing that on the first break that we do. We're actually going to be doing two breaks tonight, people. We're doing something a little different because I need to put in, uh, be able to put in some uh, uh, different uh, ads and things like that when it goes to podcast. So we're going to be doing two breaks. We're going to be doing one at the 15 minute and one at 30 minute. And uh, real quick, so everybody knows, if you will, or if you know anybody who has any uh, uh, music that isn't, uh, what's it called, uh, Rick? If they have that, what's that, buddy? If they have that music that isn't uh, copyrighted or anything like that, it's you know, and you want to send it in, you know, to us, we can yeah. actually play that on the show. So I know I've got Rick, he's going to be digging to some of his further back tracks when he was in a band. We're going to try and get some of Rick's stuff up and playing over here so y'all can hear him as well. Because uh, from what I understand, he's pretty good. So that's what we're going to be doing. And uh, also, uh, Darren says, my ex-wife used to give me the evil eye every time I was helping her back to, <laughs> helping her back her broomstick into the car, into a car park. <laughs> Okay, Darren. Okay. Yeah. We get that one. And uh, Sue says, yeah, just surviving, LOL. Hope you're okay. And uh, Darren says, all's good here. And thanks, Sue. And James says, royalty-free. Royalty That's free. it, James. That was That's the it. term I was looking for, royalty-free. Anybody have any royalty-free music or know anybody who has royalty-free music that would work on a paranormal show? Send it to me. I want it. I want to be able to play this stuff. But, uh, Sonia, I do have your track that you sent in, and we will be playing that on the first 15 minutes. So that's going to be coming up here pretty soon. Darren said that his ex-wife was kind of like that, and she gave him the stink eye. What do you make of that there, Rick? Um, I don't know if I'd want to do that. I don't know if I'd want to do that to too many women as far as, I mean, they, they kind of get offended about that stink eye. Oh, I could have came up with something good right now. I really could have. <laughs> I got to refrain from that. Oh, I'm going to be yeah. eating pizza while we're at it, guys. I'm starving, okay? And I almost <laughs> missed the show because I was so tired, I passed out. But I woke up in time, and I had to eat, so you're going to have to deal with me eating pizza. Oh, and Kristen uh, Hickman says, in, in route, Eddie Hill, to our investigation. Oh, wow, Kristen. Good luck on that investigation tonight. I hope y'all do great on it. And uh, keep us informed. Maybe put something on here and let us know how y'all do. That's going to be really cool. So let's get back into the evil eye. Rick, as of tonight, if y'all hear all that moaning and stuff, it's trust me, it's not me. It's it's my dog. It's Holly. It's my, my monkey. Mm -hmm. and, Your uh, monkey. Yeah, she's under the table scratching her back on the chair. She's making all these... I don't know, noises, and it's uh, kind of disturbing, actually, but we're going to continue, and I'm going to push through this. <laughs> so this is the first time that you've heard of the evil eye, huh, Rick? It is, actually. I mean, I, I've never heard it put that way. I mean, I've I've had a people um, tell me sometimes, man, the dude gave me the evil eye, you know, and I mean, I've heard it in that connotation like that before, but I've never heard it. And uh, like we were talking, I, I wondered what um, culture it might come from or where it might originate as far as it being a very strong topic of, um, you know, actually debate, if you will. Hmm. But you've never had any personal experience, right? No, I've never had. Uh -uh. No, no. My mom used to give me the evil eye a few times when I was little, but I knew that meant get your shit straight. <laughs> no, that's that. That's kind of like the combination between the evil eye and the stank eye, or or better yet, as some people call it, the side eye. Yeah, you got to watch that, that side eye. eye. Okay, yeah, so exactly, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with this evil eye stuff. A lot of different stories, and I have to tell you, me, I have experienced it myself. My grandfather could give me the evil eye. He could give anybody the evil eye. It was really weird. But if y'all remember from what I was reading on here just a little while ago on uh, how this works, uh, it's, uh, 
I mean, it could be something as simple as uh, my hair would be wet. And if he did not touch my hair, I, I would have, I would be sick as a dog that night. It could be anything. Um, so it, it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy how this thing works. I'm going to read you a little bit more here. The evil eye is also said to cause a number of other maladies, including insomnia, fatigue, depression, and diarrhea. In many places, diseases is considered a magical as well as medical issue. And the reason is given person succumbs to a curse instead of random chance of exposure to a virus. It can even affect objects and buildings. Now, this is new to me. I haven't heard it affecting objects or buildings. The evil eye cast upon a vehicle may break down irrepeatedly, while a house so cursed may soon develop a leaky roof or an insect infestation. Just about anything that goes wrong may be blamed in the power of the evil eye. So, I mean, right there. I mean, you've got a lot of stuff uh, on this one right here. And... You know, we're going to go to take our first break. But what do you think of all that for, before we go on break there, Rick? It's a, it's amazing because I, I was reading what Sue had to say. He says, if I'm right, it, she says that the evil eye originated in Greece. I I I know nothing as far as, <laughs> where my, as, far as it, uh, originating. Um, like you said, it, it's probably from a culture someplace, that's for sure. But I did not know it originated in Greece. Wow. And Darren says, hey, Sue, don't the uh, aboriginal tribes in Australia have something like that? You know, that's interesting. Uh, Sue, think about that for a minute. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we will be right back with you. And as long as it takes to do this song, which is about three and a half minutes. So prepare everybody as we take our first coffee break. Awesome.
And we are back talking about the evil eye. And I also want to thank Sonia for sending that little music track in. Thank you so much, Sonia. We appreciate you sending that in. And we're going to have another one coming in again real soon. But it's going to be a different one, so you get to hear something a little bit different. So tell me, Rick, what do you think about uh, the evil eye? Well, I actually did some looking up on this while we were having our little break, and it has a biblical reference. Did you know that? It has a biblical reference, Eddie. It says in the celebrated Sermon on the Mount, Jesus of Nazareth makes reference to one of the oldest beliefs in the ancient world, the the malignity of the evil eye. Matthew 6.22, it says, If, however, your eye is evil, your entire body will be full of darkness. So this is something that... This is something that they even talk about being on the Bible. I mean, this is... Uh, and Yes, this is exactly what was uh, talked about on the Sermon of the Mount with wow. Jesus talking about if your eye is evil, you know, so it goes clear back. I mean, way back into biblical times and into the... Um, um, let's just say those people over there at that time in the Eastern world and the, and the biblical times, they worshipped all kinds of of gods and deities and things like that so it isn't too far-fetched to think that they as a people as far as belief and culture would be able to become up and conjure something like this to be a part of well jesus sermon about being full of the evil eye wow that's crazy um i just had james say that he pulled up to the location and he wants to know if we want to do a quick video what do you think Let's do it. I want to see what's going on there. Let me see what I can do here, James. Let's see if we can make it happen. Rick, I'm turning it over to you. You keep talking, and I will be right back. All right. Okay. Um, Getting back to what my reference to as far as what was the uh, biblical sense of what was said about the evil eye, I I had no clue. I didn't. that, That it was, I'd heard that years and years ago. But growing up in the church, so to speak, when you hear something like that, you think of your eye being evil as far as uh, looking upon a woman, looking upon money, looking upon land, something that is derogatory towards the essence of that you are, are lusting after something or that you are actually um, wanting something from uh, that is somebody else's and everything. And to hear it now in this connotation as far as it can be something very, very derogatory. It can be something very, um, not only abstract, but it can be um, even in today's society. Uh, these things are passed upon on down through the generations. I know that there's a lot of stories of what we have in my culture, as far as Native American that are passed down from generation to generation to generation. So it would not surprise me one bit not at all to know and to see that this evil eye um still abounds not only in today's society but from the biblical sense also that's nuts you know that this is actually something that's still such a big issue but you know i have to say rick with me experiencing this type of thing myself it it, to me it's not as far-fetched as it might be to some other people so we have a James who came in, and I'm going to pull him up to the channel over here. James, how's it going? James, can you hear us? James, can you hear us? Hey, hey, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can hey, hear you. Can you hear me? Rick, try. Yeah, we can. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's how you it going, doing, brother? All right. What are you doing out there, man? Well, uh, <laughs> I guess the uh, the life of an investigator right here. We're uh, we just pulled up on location and um, fixing to unload all this stuff out of the truck. Not everything though. This this is actually a um, interview screen right here. Uh, I have that's one of two that I set up for lighting, and uh, it's really dark out here. There's no street lights, but uh, and it's kind of busy. We're in the the heart of Baytown right now. Um, but we're on location at this house right here. And, uh, 
we're going to check this place out. Uh, lady claims that there is some stuff going on, bump in the night kind of stuff. And actually, the uh, guy that lives here with her, I'm not sure who he is or how he's related, maybe husband or boyfriend or some full body apparition in the bedroom. So, wow. Uh, we're excited to check this out. And uh, do you have the whole team? right there getting stuff unloaded out of 300 miles an hour down the street so let me get off the street but yeah we're fixing to go live <laughs> yeah, on this thing safe, right brother. here right now. See, be safe yeah, yeah man enjoying the show and uh we'll be uh as we're setting up we'll be checking the show out and uh might not be chatting too much because now we have a bunch of gear to move in the house and uh, we're doing uh we use a lot of uh, ir um wireless cameras and so we set those up all over the place and uh, of course, I have all my film gear and everything else to set up, and so you know, very cool, dude. It's kind of like showing up to a gig, you know. I used Hell to be yeah. a drummer, man. I go to the clubs and set up all my drums and everything else, and it's kind of like the same thing, you know. Yep. So I uh, can. It's a, it's in a little bit of a shady neighborhood. Plug That's this in, I'm looking plug around. That in. Yeah, yeah. Lock and load, Definitely. brother. <laughs> oh, always, always stay strapped, man. <laughs> all right, brother. We'll oh, keep wow. in touch. Let us know how it's but, going. Uh, hey guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, in fact, I picked up a nice little, uh, nice little Smith and Wesson right here. That oh, from, very uh, nice Academy for like three sixty, a little forty. Mm -hmm. uh, Smith and Wesson, I think it's a, uh, it's an MP Shield forty. It's a nice little pistol. Oh, the MP, uh, and, uh, those yeah, little shields always, are nice. You know, anytime we go out in a place like this or any any kind of place, really, we're not familiar with, we always strap up. So, you know, safety first. Yeah. I am a safety yeah. guy, so you know how that goes. <laughs> yes sir but, uh, well have a good hey, night guys. brother all right brother we'll have fun you guys too and uh we'll be uh checking the show out while we're setting up and uh man let's get it let's see if we have if we come up with anything uh i'll be sure to uh pass it on sounds like a plan brother be safe okay thank you thank you so much we'll be looking forward to it all right brothers y'all have a good night eddie i am back okay um if you look at the monetary, if you look at your money, what what do you see on any kind of money that you have? I don't have much, but I mean, those that have money, what's the first thing you notice in that pyramid? Well, the first thing I notice is that, holy crap, I have money. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing I notice because that's the one thing that's going to surprise me the most out of anything. <laughs> well, that's me too, And, man, and if but, that's um, not paranormal, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that magic dust, Eddie. That's yes. magic dust. Yeah, but if you look in on the money, you see an all-seeing eye. Right. Okay. Uh, somewhere, I, I, somewhere along the line, somewhere, somebody has demonstrated that there is power, that there's something um, tangible with an eye. I like what Darren said there a while ago. He said something about um, the window um, eyes are the windows eyes. to the soul. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I think a lot of us don't put that much um, credit into what we actually see sometimes when we when we are looking at um, what we see in life. As far as I mean, like uh, from the biblical times on the Egyptians, on the walls, on the everything that they had up there on the walls. Every time you look around there, there was an eye someplace on those walls, on the hieroglyphics and everything else like that. So I mean, that's a demonstration that there is something going on that these priests and these priestesses, these oracles. And everybody that had anything to do with magic and or uh, spirituality had something going on with the eye. You know, it makes you really wonder, what exactly is the story behind all of this? And why? Now, what is yeah. the story? What exactly is the story? You know, is it paranormal? Is it just, you know something people put together i mean what is the story that that's what gets me each time that i hear about these things exactly yeah i mean and how much um how much do we put into it as far as i mean how does it affect you and i as far as are we under a one world of um the all-knowing eye so to speak because 
a lot of people look at those things like that um, very demonstrative as far as it having a tangible touch in their life. Um, I know that a lot of times that in spirituality and in what we do in our ceremonies and everything, we are very connected by the people who are doing the ceremonies by watching their eyes and looking into the eyes of the people that sit there and, and are doing the ceremony itself. If you have any kind of a, a person that has been into Wiccan belief will tell you that there's a deity that they look into as far as an eye. And those things are very powerful. Those things are very meaningful to those people that go through those type of ceremonies. Do you think this could be something alien related or from alien past? That's very possible. I'm not going to put it out of the realm of uh, just casting it to the side because everything that you and I see, everything that you and I believe is captured first by our eyes. What's the first thing you open up in the morning? Mm-hmm. Of course, your eyes. Is your eyes, you know? And everybody that you look at, everybody that meets and you make contact with eyes, they have a contact there with you. Now, whether it's just for a brief second or whether it's, or for a time of uh, talking like we're doing right now, or if you're, you're in school or wherever you might be as a pastor, as a um, collegiate um, um, student, you're watching the professor, your eyes make contact and everything that you and I see becomes tangible and becomes real because we see it coming toward us. That's very true. I'm going to read a little bit more on here, Darren, and uh, and Rick, and all of you, and I want you to let me know what it is you think about what I'm fixing to read. This is actually talking about the evil eye in history. The evil eye is well known throughout history. It is mentioned in ancient Greece and Roman text, as well as in many famous literary works, including the Bible such as Proverbs 23.6. Eat thou not the beard, or the bread, <laughs> the beard. Eat thou now the bread of him that hath an evil eye. Neither desire thou his dainty meats. The, Cor- the Quran and Shakespeare's plays. Uh, though belief of the evil eye is widespread, it is not universal. In 1976, cross-cultural survey by folklorist John Roberts found that 36% of cultures believed in the evil eye. The evil eye is essentially a specific type of magical curse and has its roots in magical thinking and superstition. Let's say that a person's experienced bad luck, ill health, accident, or some unexplained calamity, perhaps a drought or an infectious disease. Before science could explain whether weather patterns and germ theory any bad event for which there was not an obvious cause might be blamed on a curse curses including the evil eye are the are an answer to an age-old question of why bad things happen to good people you know so you know here's one thing here here's a question that just kind of popped into my head while i was reading that what if you see a person on a picture or say over the internet could the evil eye still be something that person can get or do you have to be like you know in that same area together you ever thought about that rick yes i have i'm i'm reading a little bit here as far as some of the notes that i got it says the evil eye was first recorded in the mesopotamian age about five thousand years ago in canoe form on clay tablets. The eye may have actually originated as, as early as the upper Paleolithic age and that we find it a figure in the Jewish, Christian, and Muslim cultures as well as Buddhist and Hindu societies. So this is worldwide, Eddie. This is something that just isn't made up from um, South America or any place else like that. It's worldwide. Right. Um, they, have, they have jewelry, actually have jewelry of the eye that you can wear as protection and it is uh 
worn as far as a, a protection amulet for hmm. good, not evil, but good. So there's a symbolism there somehow, some way that people are using the eye and using the amulets and everything else like that to ward off evil and or to produce evil. Wow. I'm going to tell you the little story uh, on my grandfather. You know how he used to give me the evil eye quite often. We'd go visit. And, you know, since I'm half and half, I'm half Hispanic, half white. Um, according to my uh, Ancestry.com DNA thing, uh, I'm more European and more Scottish than I am Hispanic, which is kind of weird. But uh, I was very white, white, white as a as a young child, and like the whitest of my whole family member, and I would almost glow. So they used to call me Sardina, which meant sardine when I was little because I used to, they'd say I was so white I would shine wow. <laughs> and uh, so that's what I grew up that was my nickname Saradina so but if if I came around my grandfather I used to have to literally stop and go back over to him and tell him to touch my head or something so that I could actually make it to the bedroom and go to sleep without getting sick that night because I knew if he didn't touch my head before I went to bed Within an hour or two, I was going to be dying of the most brutal stomach ache you have ever seen. And I'm not talking just nauseated. I'm talking stomach ache that bends you over just with pain. And my grandmother would have to be there and she'd have to come in and either get me back over to my grandfather so he could touch me on my head. And that way I could. And as soon as he did it, I would feel better and go to sleep. Some people think, well, that might be in your head. Mm. No, it was literally in my stomach. I was sick as a dog. But if he had gone out, oh, man, I knew. I was in for a long night unless my grandma could do something. And she'd come in because she was a curandera. And she'd come in and she'd bless me with the egg. And she would take this egg and put it under my bed. And I would start feeling better. You know, it wouldn't take long before I'd start feeling better after she did that prayer. But in the egg, she would crack that egg open in the morning. She would crack that egg open in a bowl. And that egg, instead of just being the yolk and, and all that in there, you would literally see a dark ring that went around the yolk that presented itself as an eye. Craziest thing you've ever seen. Eddie, I'm looking at the notes here. It says that actually there are actual three types of evil eyes. The first are unconscious evil eyes. These harm people and things without intending to. The second type intends to harm. And the third one is unseen hidden evil, which is the most sacred or scared, the most scared one. Excuse me. So, yeah, there's three different type of eyes that you can sit there and, and uh, be looking into. I know that... Um, for my, from my experience, like you, um, we were walking our dogs one time down a walk path and this woman come walking toward us and our little dog sat there and looked up at that woman and that woman looked down at that dog and that dog took off. I've never seen that dog run so fast in, in my life. Wow. I literally had to run after that dog and pull that dog out from underneath one of another vehicle and she was shaking like a leaf. And I'll never forget when I looked up and looked into that woman's eyes. I've never seen that kind of look before in my in my life, Eddie. It was something that it's it's just very hard to to explain. And it makes you wonder how that woman looked in, as far as in her eyes. Yeah, it really makes you wonder. You know what is is this part of what we're talking about right now? I mean, it, it's so there's so many wonders of the world and so many different things that go on in the paranormal that. A lot of times it just, you really have to just open yourself up to understand because if you don't and you close yourself off, just think of everything that you'd be, uh, you're going to be missing. And it is that time again. And know what time that is? It is coffee break. It is coffee break. And here we go. <laughs> Get ready, people. And this one is going to be a great song coming from... The beautiful and talented Shilava, and this is called Blood Moon. Light on the silk of 
Got it. I did it. <laughs> you got something I, to eat? No, no. Besides something to eat, no, I was actually able to say the right show that we were on. There you go. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't mess up. I didn't say we're on the other show. In the sky. So that's a good thing. And I think we still have some stuff playing here in the background, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So let's get back to the evil eye. Are you ready for more? Wow. Huh? It it says that um, this has been a belief throughout the five generations of the of the continents of the world: Mesopotamia, Egypt, China, uh, the Muslim world all over this eye is something that is held sacred to many, many, many cultures, not only in the good, but also in the evil sense too. So yeah, we're dealing with something that's very, very powerful. And I did not know that uh, um, it was as such. Oh yeah. It says here, eyes are said to have special powers. They are said to be the gateways to the person's soul. Shifting eyes are said to be, uh, be uh, like a betrayer's or liar's type eye, while a steady gaze may be endearing or menacing depending on the circumstances. Eye contact can literally create a personal connection, whether between lovers or superiors or subordinates. Glaring or intense staring can convey power and authority over another and of course actors use their eyes to convey a wide range of emotions including love hate disgust boredom scorn surprise and envy in fact it is this last emotion jealousy 
that underlies the evil eye's cultural association with magic. Belief in the power of the eyes is so powerful that any eye affliction has come to suggest evil and bad luck. People who who are cross-eyed have uncontrollable eye twitches or spasms, a condition called yeah, one of those long words that I can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> lepherism. I'm just making an attempt at it. Um, or who uh, merely have a prominent squint have been shunned and feared as provoking bad luck, especially among those who work in dangerous occupations, such as fishing and mining. Similarly, these with unusually close-set eyes or eyes of different colors were often suspected of having the evil eye. Babies and children are said to be especially susceptible uh, to harm from the evil eye. And in many countries, including Greece, Romania, and India, praising a child publicly is sometimes considered taboo. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Hmm. Or the compliment will draw the attention of the evil eye. In order to ward off the evil eye, parents of a a thoughtlessly praised child may ask the person who gave the compliments to immediately spit on the child's face because the momentarily exalted youngster uh, has been brought down a peg. Any harm by the evil eye is unnecessary. This uh, splittle saliva is harmless. Well, I don't know. It depends, I guess, where you're at or who's spitting on you. Um, yet insulting enough to negate uh, the compliment. So what do you think of that? That is, wow. Well, for one thing, I don't I don't think I'd be having anybody spit on my child, but damn, <laughs> you know. Um, also, I wanted to bring, uh, bring up on this topic, Eddie, was um, I don't know how many people out there in the chat and everybody else like that that goes into meditation and everything, but uh, I know a lot of us that do that, we are taught to see with our third eye. Have mm-hmm. you heard of that, Eddie? Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, in meditation, when you ground yourself and everything, surrounding yourself with the white light and everything, it isn't something that you see by the physical eyes, but it's something that goes beyond your physical sense, and that, and that puts you into your state of meditation. I'm wondering how many people out there in the chat uh, have done that, and our practicing being able to see with your third eye. Yeah, and I've heard of a lot of people doing that. And it's kind of like, uh, is that kind of like where you uh, leave your body and, you know, you're kind of looking from your soul's perspective? In a sense, yeah. Yes. Or yes, is there a difference? Actually, you're, you're actually, uh, your, your body stays present wherever you are. But you are on a spiritual, well, quest, if you will. And uh, as you look with your third eye into the dimensions of of that world, you become a part of that world. (laughs) Darren says, I imagine that given someone the evil eye in some places in America might end up with an ass kicking too. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Sue says, not just in America, mate. So I guess that would get you the your ass kicking there in Australia as well, too. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a crazy thing. And, you know, like I said, I mean, I've got so many stories of, of that kind of stuff happening. But the most amazing thing is when they pray over you with the egg. And, you know, you can literally see the eyeball in that egg. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's not the eyeball, but, you know, it's a... It, it looks like an eyeball. It's it's a dark green. And uh, continuing on over here, it says the best way to deal with the evil eye is to avoid it in the first place. Well, yeah, duh. Duh. Uh, the uh, method varies by culture, geographic region, and personal preference. In Latin America, the evil eye is known as mal de ojo, the bad eye. Uh, and belief in it is especially widespread in rural areas puerto rico for example newborns are often given a good luck charm called an azabach to protect them from the evil eye 
Amulets can be worn to de uh, deter the evil eye, often using the color blue, symbolizing heaven or godliness, uh, and an eye symbol. Charms, uh, potions, and spells can also be prepared. Garlic can be used to deter the evil eye, and some believe that just by saying the word garlic offers protection. I guess that's if you don't have any garlic in your pocket at the time. I guess that's the next best thing. There you go. Um, mm -hmm. Often those who believe they have been harmed by the evil eye will seek out shamans, witch doctors, psychics, and other spiritual healers to remove the curse. There are several ways to cure mal de ojo, or the evil eye. One traditional method from Mexico involves the use of a raw egg. Here we go. The egg is great, man. The egg, it works on all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Um, the egg, a universal symbol of purity and birth, is said to absorb evil energies as it passes over the forehead and prone body of its victim. The egg is then broken over a bowl of water and the resulting forms closely examined for any unusual shapes. An oval or eye shape seen in the yolk <coughs> or whites it's said to indicate that the evil eye's power has been successfully removed from the victim. Some claim that the gender of the person who cast the evil eye can be determined from the shapes. Uh, I, that I haven't seen, uh, nor have I heard of that one. Uh, but the eye itself, I've seen it. Um, it is tempting to view the evil eye as an ancient discredited belief that plays no role in our 21st century world. Instead, as folklorist Dundee's notes, we should keep in mind that the evil eye is not some old-fashioned superstitious belief of interest solely to an antiquarians. The evil eye continues to be a powerful factor affecting the behavior of countless millions of people throughout the world. Through belief in the evil eye can be a harmless superstition it can also be dangerous in some circumstances anytime one person believes that another has harmed them whether naturally or supernaturally intentionally or accidentally there is a potential for deadly retribution like other others accused witches and sorcerers over the centuries many have been attacked beaten and killed for casting an evil eye wow what do you think of that that's pretty heavy. That really is. I know, like I said, when I was looking as far as in the, the biblical sense, um, there are numerous, numerous um, occasions that the eye is used in reference to either being evil or good. Uh, Paul on the Damascus Road uh, was said to have been blinded. His eyes were, were covered with what was uh, called scales at that time. And until he was prayed over and um, healed by the prophet that went to see him, he could not see. I know that the, a lot of people in biblical times use the eyes. And then I remember when there was one of the references to um, also uh, Jesus bending down and picking up some dirt and spitting it and rubbing it in his hands. And he put it on the blind man's eyes. And that was one of the miracles that he brought forth at one time when he uh, helped the blind to see. So the eyes are a very, very important, important part of not only symbolism, but actually reality as far as culture seeing them. Absolutely. And James says, so voodoo down south, as far as I know, has died out. There's many more things in South Louisiana that are more prominent. We have crossroads, haunted swamps, slave quarters, it's super active down there. And James, um, I don't think it's actually died down as much as you think it has. Uh, a lot of uh, the, the voodoo type uh, deals, uh, although most of them are geared toward tourists that go over there, such as Marie Laveau and all of them. Uh, I think they're kind of more underground. And not only that, but see, voodoo works very... Voodoo, voodoo and its potions are very, I don't know, they're, they're, they're very strong in, in some ways. and But like a lot of people say, it's only as strong as your belief in it, what it can actually do to you. Uh, 
However, I have seen where some of the potions that they've created can be extremely toxic, if you want to say it like that. And there's also the love potions and things of that nature that people used to go see the voodoo priest and priestess. Um, Sue says, well, I've known about them for years and uh, they've always been blue. And it could be just a cultural thing, uh, uh, Sue and Sonia. I know that some can be any color, but I think it depends on your belief and where you're at and where you're from and the culture that you're dealing with. It's like a, a lot of people dealing with the evil eye and eggs. Uh, not every not every uh, place uses eggs as their cure for that matter but i know in the hispanic culture eggs are used a lot and uh they they work i mean i've i've been sweeped with a broom made they make meat salt sweep with a broom and drink a tea you know if you get scared or if you get hyper or whatever the case might be and it calms you down i mean i i don't know if it was because i was a child and it was my belief in it but uh yeah it's uh there's a lot of crazy things with it Rick, I'm wondering sometimes um, when we cross-reference, so to speak, we are we are a melting pot here in America as far as uh, belief systems, as far as um, religious systems and things like that. I wonder sometimes when we as Americans sit there and cross these type of cultural beliefs, if we somehow multiply the strength of that as far as what that what they believe in or do we take away from what what is supposed to be sacred to that culture well you you said a a key word there melting pot so i have a feeling that because it is a melting pot we kind of add and take away from a lot of what these beliefs are in these cultures and it kind of turns into its own thing you know throughout the the years and mm-hmm. so I think uh, it's shared beliefs. It's just like Marie Laveau, for instance. She was uh, a voodoo priestess, but she was also a Christian. And she mixed the two of voodoo, uh, of voodoo and Christianity into one type of way that she handled herself and, and handled the people that came to see her. That's very true. I, I see where James said that uh, there's a lot of the things that down in the South that is not advertised. Uh, I will have to agree with that, too, because there's a lot of the things on the Native American culture that is not advertised either. And um, until you are into those uh, cultures and until you are a part of that culture, you will not know what actually thrives and is alive in those cultures until you actually become a part of those cultures. And I, I think this has the same precedence as far as what the evil eye, the good eye, the, the penland, the jewelry, whatever it might be, uh, until you are part of that culture and actually are schooled into it, then we kind of have a, as they say, a hazy, a, a hazy glass that we look into and we can't see clear what is actually going on in those cultures that believe in such things as this, Eddie? Hmm. One other thing that I want to bring up real quick, I know, I, you know, I mentioned uh, Marie Laveau, and uh, I went to what I thought was her tomb there in New Orleans. Uh, I since have found out that that's not really where her tomb is. She's actually been moved. I, I'm not sure where this is, but I was promised by a certain individual that they would show me where she's at if I get back over there. But the tomb that people go visit over there is more for tourists, things of that nature. Even though there's a lot of uh, uh, different spells and things that people put onto that tomb and, you know, different things like that. It's uh, it's more of a just a visiting spot, I think, for tourism in, in uh, the cemetery over there. And uh, James, you may have heard about that. But yeah, there's, a, there's an actual resting place for, for Marie Laveau. And if y'all haven't heard that one song by Bobby Bear, uh, that you know go you know talk, sings where he sings about Marie Laveau, that's a it's a great song. Look it up, but look up Bobby Bear Marie Laveau, and uh, you'll you'll absolutely love that song. But uh, we've got uh, final words there, Rick. We are at our hour. Wow, 
Time flies when you're having fun, Eddie. I tell you. It does. Man. It goes by quick. I um, I guess my final words would be that if there's anything that anyone would love to share with me, with Eddie, with our show as far as paranormal analytical, feel free to get a hold of us. I mean, I and this show are nothing without you people actually participating and being a part of this show and not only knowledge, but um, you, I mean, I'm open to any kind of thing that you want to talk about. I'm open to whatever you believe. Um, Eddie and I both will go walk the mile with you to listen to your story. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter what the story is. You know, we'd love to hear it. And uh, Rick, I appreciate you being on the show tonight with me. As always, you're a wonderful host. And I, I thank you so much. I know I don't say that enough to you, but you really are. You're a wonderful host. And I thank you with all my heart. I thank all of you people out there for being out there and, and listening to us live and all of you who come over and you listen to the show when you have an opportunity or a chance. Please don't forget that we do have a podcast as well. Please share our podcast. Uh, the ads that we have on the podcast, are it's our way of making a couple of pennies here and there. And I do literally mean a couple of pennies um, in order to uh, help us with the show and what have you. So if you share it, uh, like it, love it, pass it along you know to as many people as you can you know we definitely appreciate it very much and we want to thank you guys and we hope you enjoyed the show tonight the 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 topic on the evil eye is just such a strange phenomena but it's one of those strange phenomena i can actually say i've had happen to me and uh many times and it's truly uh something that's unexplainable as far as i'm concerned i mean what i've seen how it makes you feel, the cure behind it, what you see once you're, it, you feel better and the egg's broken. All that stuff is such a, it, it's it's so weird. I mean, it, it's really out there, but it, it is out there. And this stuff does work. <laughs> I, you know, I, I can tell you firsthand, it's not just a topic. You know, I can tell you firsthand. You know, so uh, I know James is uh, texting away over here sending uh he goes i'm sending gonna send you guys some royalty free music for the breaks thank you james appreciate it and uh he also says uh darren yes they are everywhere lafayette cemetery is ridiculous look at it online oh yeah the lafayette cemetery um and then also in new orleans um and darren says yeah i will mate thanks so with that in mind everybody we appreciate it we thank you all so much for being with us. We love you guys, and uh, we'll see you again here real soon. And uh, this is Paranormal Analytical. Good night, folks. <laughs>